This is the strangest winter I can remember. I'm sure there were winters with less snow during my childhood in Chicago, almost 500 miles south of here, but I can't remember any. Duluth normally averages about 90 inches of snow per season. Last winter, we broke our all-time maximum snow record with over 140 inches. But this year, we're on track to break our all-time minimum snow record with less than 20 inches so far. And it's not just the lack of snow. The temperatures have been so far above normal that it's like winter never really happened. When I was in Ashland on Sunday and Wednesday, there was no snow on the ground. And on Wednesday, an American robin was singing his spring song and a male red-winged blackbird had already arrived. Last winter, Bibi, my banded pileated woodpecker, came to my feeders every day. With this year's mild temperatures, may be exacerbated because so many ash trees are infested with emerald ash borer, woodpeckers can get plenty of nutrition away from feeders, and Bibi is only appearing once a week or so. Another male comes most days, but he doesn't have a band on his leg, so I can't be sure it's even the same one each time. Sometimes he lets me approach to get close photos, so I think I may be seeing one or both of Bibi's sons from last year. At least one of them was wonderfully calm about my presence well into autumn when I stopped being able to confirm on visits that Bibi was still feeding him. This year, hairy and downy woodpeckers are almost constantly in my yard. The numbers probably augmented from the infestation of emerald ash borer. Cornell's Project Feeder Watch found that woodpeckers kill about 40% of emerald ash borers, clearly not enough to save the trees, especially when warm winters like this one are helping the pests survive. But at least something is benefiting from the outbreak. In most recent winters, I've had either a male or a female red-bellied woodpecker through the season. Last year, I never saw more than one in a single day, but sometimes it was a male and sometimes a female. This year, I'm seeing both a male and a female just about every day. When we get home from Hawaii, I'll start watching them closely for signs of nesting behavior. A white-throated sparrow, the form with tan stripes, was coming to my yard with juncos occasionally back in December and early January, but I hadn't seen one now in several weeks until one appeared, again with tan stripes and hanging out with juncos, on Friday, February 23rd. To enter it in my local eBird checklist, I had to click Show Rarities, as I did on Wednesday for the red-winged blackbird in Ashland. Every season has unique quirks, but as I learned in college, and exactly as Al Gore warned us about so many years ago, we're seeing more and more of these record-breaking conditions. Unless we get a lot of precipitation soon, we're in for another devastating fire season. I feel bitter that last year, when he was just two years old, the first thing my grandson Walter wanted when I arrived each morning was to see the air quality index on my phone. The color determined whether it would be safe for us to take a walk or not. 
Despite ample warnings for over half a century, we Americans have been acting like drivers or homeowners wealthy enough to afford insurance, but refusing to buy it, ignoring the risks to ourselves and everybody else. Even today, as fires, droughts, storms, flood, excessive heat, and so much more make our world less inhabitable, people who spent decades denying the existence of climate change are still treating this as a trifling political issue, not the existential crisis that it is. We birders may enjoy the cool rarities that warm winters send our way and lament the birds we no longer see, but a lot more is involved than just birding. Attention must be paid. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.